Welcome to C3 Church, Queens Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoyed this message today. Happy isolation Mother's Day. So good to have you with us today. I hope you've done something nice or you will do as the day goes on and that you are blessed and appreciated in some way. I'm looking forward to Uber Eatsing some Japanese later in the day and then I'm going to have a uninterrupted say yes to the dress binge. Yes, I'm that person. And so today we continue our Real Jesus series and I have a joy to bring the word today. And I'm aware that around a third of us watching are mums. Happy Mother's Day. But I'm aware that there are a whole group of us as well that don't necessarily fit into that category, category, men and children. And the word that I have today, I believe, has a real sound of revelation and is in season for all of us that are watching. So join me on this journey this morning. So as we've just heard read there in the Gospel of John, today we land in the feeding of the 5,000 in John 6. And this is perhaps one of the most well-known, oft-preached miracles. And it's actually the only one that we find in all four Gospels. And this miracle is often referred to as the feeding of the 5,000. Yet it's important to remember, as we see later in verse 10, that that would have actually only been acknowledging the men that were present. And that was customary at the time. So if we were to include all the women and no doubt children that were in fact present at this miracle, this was a massive crowd, 10, maybe 15,000 people. This is a massive group of hungry, needy, maybe rowdy people. Probably sounds like our average 6pm, hey mamas? And from this miracle today, I want to hone in on one characteristic, one trait, one attribute of our real Jesus as we continue this series. And today that is the real Jesus, catalyst. Now let's look at some definitions of catalyst. A catalyst is a person that precipitates an event. They are a cause agent or a change agent. Now catch this larger definition. Without a catalyst, the change can't happen. And whilst everything else changes from that point, the catalyst does not. That's our real Jesus right there, the change agent, the precipitator, the source, the origin of change, of movement, of transformation. So let's deep dive into this miracle today to learn a little bit more about this Jesus, the catalyst. And I want to read here again in verse 5 and 6 from that miracle account. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, "What? where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Jesus asked the disciples to test them, the account says, to test their response to how they were going to respond to this need. 
You see, the disciples had been with Jesus for some time and Jesus wanted to know how they were going with their understanding of who he was. But let's catch again there what it says in verse 6. He, Jesus, already had in mind what he was going to do. The miracle was already in his mind. The miracle already existed. He, the real Jesus, as the catalyst, was already the source and the origin of the miracle. It wasn't something Jesus had to be convinced of. It didn't even need to be suggested to him. The fruition of the miracle wasn't found in Peter's logic, or later we see in Andrew's suggestion, Jesus already had it in mind. Take that in for a moment. What if Jesus has a miracle in mind for you? That need that's staring you down. What if he has already written the story, the ending? What if he already has his response in mind? What if it's sitting there like an unlocked treasure chest, ready to be released, ready to be outworked, that he is ready to be the change agent, catalyst that he is? Mamas, that need you have in your family right now, with your parenting right now, in your marriage right now, what if Jesus already has in mind what to do? And you see, whilst this passage here refers to feeding a lot of people in the natural, the bigger metaphor here that we need to catch is that the real Jesus, the catalyst, he is the catalyst, the change agent for increase, for growth, for expansion, for multiplication. He is that change agent for all of us. Real Jesus, our real Jesus's nature and desire is to move us, to transform us, to grow us. Let's be careful not to miss the emotional, the spiritual, the mental miracles that we can position ourselves for day by day, week by week. You may not have a need right now for a large crowd to be fed miraculously, or you may, but you may need in this season, in this time of global pandemic, in this time of personal complexity, you may now have a need that you need a feast of hope. You need a banquet of joy. You need a lavishness of love. What if those are the miracles that our real Jesus has in mind for you? So let's deep dive into this word to see how this miracle comes to fruition and see how we can outwork this in our here and now. My first point today is bring your little. Bring your little. He has a miracle in mind. As I mentioned earlier, Jesus asked the disciples for their contribution, for their feedback, for their suggestions about how they can approach this situation they are faced with. And Philip goes straight to logic. 
He looks at the natural order of things and defaults to what he can see. In verse 7, we see Philip answered him, It will take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Philip approaches the treasure chest of the miracle in Jesus' mind with a blunt key of logic. I don't know about you, friends, but I bring logic way too often. I look at the natural and the practical that's in front of me and focus way too much of my thinking and my energy on the logical landscape. But then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother's brother, as we see in verse 8, he heads in a different direction. We see Simon Peter speaks up. Here, the, here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? Now, Andrew here has a forming understanding, a developing understanding that in the hands of the catalyst Jesus, the change agent, a little may be enough. And yet, for us here and now, in, in our today, how often do we discredit our little? How often do we overlook our two little fish and our handful of loaves because we're too preoccupied with someone else's large feast? Are we waiting too often for our little to grow? to be more impressive, to be more measurable, to be more significant until we bring it to him, the catalyst? Isn't that the end and not the beginning? Doesn't that completely disqualify the need for any sort of change agent? Two stinky little fish and a handful of ordinary rolls in the hands of the catalyst, Jesus, fed a ridiculously large, super needy, probably rowdy crowd. And look, we know this theoretically. We know we serve and love a magnificent, all-powerful, pre-creator creator who is limitless and transforming, as we've heard these past couple of weeks. And yet, as one biblical commentator puts it, is the problem is that when this comes to a personal outworking, we tend to doubt that God will want to meet our need. So what does Jesus, the miracle maker, have in mind for you? What need does he want to meet for you personally? What is he asking you to bring? to place in his hands that, that doesn't appeal, appear particularly logical or significant. Let me just focus in on you for a moment, mamas. Yes, you, in the trenches of toddlerhood, in the teenage terrain, in the perils of pregnancy, do you feel like you've only got a little bit of stinky fish on offer? Brilliant. You only have the capacity to send one kind message to another person, to maybe write just one thoughtful Facebook post, to maybe make just one nice dinner, which invariably will be tipped all over the floor, that I can only write a little bit, I can only sing a little bit, 
I can only encourage a little bit. I'm only capable of a little bit in this season. Marvellous. That's the real Jesus's speciality. Yes, that stinky little fish in the hands of Jesus can be a miracle of abundance, of multiplication. He can be the change agent that rewrites not only your future history, but there is abundance for others. That may be just what he has in mind. Jace and I attended Bible college way back in the year 2000. And we both at the time had the sense that that was the right thing to do. There was a pull towards it, even though it was somewhat illogical on paper. You see, we were newly married and we had little funds. And in order to commit to college in the way that we needed to, we could only work part-time. So Jace was working as a chaplain and I was in fashion retail. And our budget week to week was literally hand to mouth. We often had only about $5 worth of spending money and I remember us saving that up so that every now and then we could splurge on a red rooster, half chicken and chips. Good times, little fish. And as we placed that little fish in the hands of our Jesus, our hands of the real Jesus, the catalyst, we believed that a miracle of capacity and leadership would be in mind for him. And you know what? It absolutely was. The miracle in mind that Jesus had was actually twofold. Firstly, that year, our entire Bible college fees were paid for for the both of us anonymously. To this day, we don't know who that was, but boy, do we thank God for you. And secondly, the miracle that took place that year was a catalyst of expansion, of leadership growth in both Jason and I that put us on a trajectory that we are still living in the pocket of today. So we brought our little fish back in that day. It was our little funds, our little capacity, our little bit of leadership, our little bit of experience. And we watched the real Jesus the catalyst, outwork, the miracle he had in mind for us. So for all of us, this is a timely reminder today. What is the little that you can bring? That little insignificant boy brought his little insignificant lunch and he put it in the hands of Jesus, the catalyst, who had in mind a miracle of abundance. Second point I want to bring out today is lean in and sit down. He has a miracle in mind. In verse 10, Jesus said, Have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Make, have the people sit down, it says that Jesus said. I got stuck here for a few days. I, I was asking the Lord, what, why the arranging? Why did they need to sit down? Yes, I, I'm aware that there was thousands, as I said, people here. But this feels quite a logical and ordered thing to do. And we see many of the miracles that Jesus did actually don't necessarily have that same level of logic. 
I'm looking at you, spit and mud in the eyes, in John 9. I mean, surely Jesus could have just sent bread from heaven and dropped it in the people's laps, just like we see in Exodus 16 with the Israelites. So why this arranging? Why did he ask the disciples to move them into position? In fact, one translation talks about the numbers of people that the groups were moved into. A sideways thought here for you mums is actually don't underestimate the gift and the importance of what you bring to chaos, the arranging that you bring to the muddle. Let's not overlook that this miracle here is actually a miracle of Jesus's provision and compassion and hospitality. Mamas, many of you are gifted in this space at, at bringing order and schedule of feeding the masses, feeding the troops. And that is, in fact, a very sacred work. But back to here in the word. As I kept chewing on this, the, the why make them sit down, why have them sit down, I felt the Lord impress upon me. He said, I wanted them to lean into what they couldn't yet see. You see, making the people sit down was about their posture. It was about their disposition. Let's think about it, right? Would these crowds, these thousands and thousands of people just neatly and respectfully moved into groups? Would they have been willing to just move and shift after they'd been still and standing for some time? Would they have questioned, asked, shouted, what's happening? How are you going to feed us? Or maybe even some of the crowd retaliated. And whilst there's no literary evidence of this in the account, I'm pretty sure because of the human condition and the size of this crowd that some would have actually refused. They would have wandered off, rebelled, you can't make me. What's the point in sitting down? And I don't know about you, but I'm often that crowd. I often want answers. I often want to know the outcome. I often want to take matters into my own hand and in turn walk away from what Jesus has in mind. But instead, he just asks us to sit down. Make them sit down. He asks us, our Jesus, asks us to sit down amidst what we cannot see, but what he already has in mind. How often do we feel this? How often do you feel it? That manoeuvring of the Holy Spirit. It's like that there's a breath of goodness on something that you feel a compelling towards a someone or a something. Often, I believe, those are our have-them-sit-down moments. And yet, we often so don't sit down. We refuse to lean into it. We discredit ourselves. We hush the Holy Spirit. We say we can't. And all those other stories we tell ourselves. I'm looking at you, mums. And we stand up and we miss the miracle he has in mind. 10 years ago, we were about to step into this leadership role of running this church. 
And I had no idea what I was in for, but I did know that I felt immeasurably out of my depth. I did know that I was pregnant with baby number three, who was being a little bit of a pickle, and I had a toddler and a three-year-old at home. And I had little more than a little fish to bring. And to be honest, most days I couldn't even find where I put the little fish. Added to that, I also had these aching days of loneliness where I was surrounded by small humans but didn't really have the depth of connection that I desired. And I know that may sound familiar to some of you mums out there. And in this season, we landed up one night having dinner with some friends of Jace's and, and he was at a teaching staff at that time because he was a chaplain. And to be honest, it was one of those strange invitations. It was a little bit uncomfortable. And to make matters worse, a few moments before we left, we found out that another couple who we'd never even met were going to be there as well. I was like, okay, this is a bit odd. Is this a marketing level scheme stitch up or something? But nevertheless, we went. And that night I met a woman, the wife of the invited couple who at this point I'd never met. And as the night unfolded, the only way I could describe it is that there was a drawing in me to her. For someone who's private like myself, I, I sensed a connection and I didn't resist it. I shared details of myself, I gave over my contact info to her, and I responded rather than shied away. I jumped on in vulnerable boots and all and called her from the waiting room of the doctors only a few weeks later when I was bleeding badly and nearly was losing our Levi again. And he, the catalyst Jesus, did the miracle he had in mind. He gave me a soul friend, this woman who has continued in this past decade to call me up and out, and she has showed up for me in ways I didn't know I needed, but my heart knew I wanted. And in turn, real Jesus catalyst turned two little fish into a flourishing feast of friendship. I lent in whilst Jesus graciously and lovingly arranged me into a group of two with her and told me to sit down. And thank God I sat down because I now get to bask in that growing, beautiful miracle of friendship. So where are you being asked to sit down, to lean in, to show up to? What is that invitation that you keep getting drawn to, that email that sits in your outbox, that group that you know you're supposed to sign up for? Even as I'm sharing this now, not just to you mothers, but to all of us today, what is that thing that has sprung in your mind that you know is your sitting down moment in this time? Friends, sit on down. Sit on down. Even though you can't see the miracle he has in mind, remember he is the origin of it. Come to the real Jesus the catalyst change agent, and watch him turn your little fish and your sitting down into the miracle he has in mind for you. A miracle of transformation, of increase, of multiplication, of change, of movement, of transition. 
a miracle of a widening heart, a depth of character, branches and boughs of blossoming fruit within you that will then spill out on your family and onto the streets and will flood suburbs and cities so that he is seen and known. And goodness me, does he need to be seen and known in this season right now where so much grief and ache and loss is prevalent. Be blessed today, good people. I pray that this word will land like golden truth in your heart and fall on rich, ready soil, ready to take root and flourish in ongoing revelation. And all of you, mothers especially, mothers of those yet born, mothers who are longing to be, mentoring mothers, mother figures, young mothers and grandmothers, I speak and pray and declare blessing over you. Our Jesus, he sees you, he loves you, he so has you on his mind. And mums, these are the words that you will receive as a gift today, as a little virtual gift, and I pray that they will cradle you in truth from this day on. Today, just bring your little, there with your heart entwined, recline into he who has your miracle in mind. Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more of our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, head to c3hh.com.au forward slash give.